and welcome back to the Half Swing Shinty podcast, where we preview the Shinty from all over Scotland. In the week that Taylor Swift's attendance at the Super Bowl made it the most watched US TV event since the moon landing, the pod is back and better than ever. Alongside me to preview the 2024 campaign is a man for whom you belong with me, hits different, and look what you made me do, tell the story of his most recent court appearance. It's the Kansas City Queef himself. It's Kami Middleton. Kami, we are back again, refreshed, recharged, ready to go. How have you been? I've been great, mate. All the better after a wonderful accent for the first time <laughs> in months, mate. Uh, buzzing for the season, buzzing the podcast is back. Uh, only got a handful of vocal criticisms regarding the pod uh, during the off-season, which is slightly better than last time out, so we're obviously been right, but I'm really happy to be back, mate. Yeah, brilliant. Kami, uh, I mentioned there the Super Bowl, I mentioned Taylor Swift. Are you a Swifty? Uh, why not? I mean, not... All of them made me tons of songs, but a bit of Taylor Swift comes on in a pub. I'm not saying no to it. What about yourself? I'm guessing Nick, I've got a wee feeling you might be. No, I'm afraid I'm sorry to disappoint you there, Cami. My right. girlfriend's a big Swifty. She's off to Murrayfield in the summer, but it's just not oh, for me. It's, it's just a wee bit too much for me. Um, American football, though. Did you watch the Super Bowl? I was planning on watching it. I've got. I'm not massive into American football itself, but I quite like this other Super Bowl. I don't know. I think it's quite interesting. The plan was to watch it with my flatmate. We ended up having a few drinks on Sunday night and I ended up falling asleep at about 11, 12 o'clock. So I missed all of it. But he actually stayed up and watched a couple of others. So he said it was good. I have no idea. Yeah, fair enough. I didn't watch it either. So just as well, because there would be no follow-up <laughs> question. <laughs> um, we spoke a good bit previously, um, much to the derision of, uh, I was going to say our fans, but I think just people that listen to the podcast, I'm not quite sure we can call them fans, uh, about Love Island on the podcast. I haven't actually tuned in to the last few now. What I want to know is, did you watch a much better TV show that just finished in the off-season, The Traitors? See, I've not watched Traitors, right? Although I've heard very good things, so I might give it a try. I've actually been watching The Apprentice, which if you've not watched it so far this season, it's fantastic television. But no, I've not watched it. I've only heard good things. So I actually, I know people say, oh yeah, I'll give that a watch. I actually give that a watch at some point. I'm guessing you've been watching it. Oh, I've been watching it, and you're definitely not going to be giving it a watch. I can tell from that already, mate. You don't well, have I to mean, put up I, the pretense. Like. <laughs> normally, when I've said to people, I heard I'm not giving it a watch, but I actually think I will, because you're like, like the fifth person that said to me it's quite good. So. No, mate, it's, it's absolutely class. Um, I won't go on and say the next, but I won't spoil it for you. I'll let you watch that. it. But what I want to know is, have you got anything exciting planned for this year? I'm sure you were on holiday not that long ago, but have you got anything else up your sleeve? Yes, I was away in Portugal for nearly a week at the start of the year. Fantastic time away. I'm still to financially recover from it. Um, so nothing special planned for me, sadly. Just work and shinty just now, which I'm not actually complaining about. Um, what about yourself? I know you can average a holiday about once a month. Uh, you go anywhere <sighs> planned? Uh, you're, you're, you're talking rubbish there, Cami. But yes, I'm, 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 got, <laughs> I'm just about to go on and talk about the three holidays I've got planned over yeah. the next six months. <laughs> um, I, no, I'm off to Porto, actually. You might have been up um, to watch the football mid-March. Uh, Going to see a Porto game, a Braga game and hopefully something lower league as well. Uh, so that'll be good. And then obviously got um, Germany in, in the summer for the Euros. But that's, that's a wee bit far away yet. I've not even finished paying for that. So yeah, like you say, couple of holidays to look forward to but most excitingly for the immediate future at least the podcast is back kick tips back and if you don't know what kick tip is let me tell you essentially it's an online game you compete against your friends family teammates as in the podcast and so on to try and make as many correct predictions about shinty as possible so i've uploaded some of the fixtures from the first weekend and what you have to do is guess what the score will be in that game 
you get four points for getting a bang on, you get two points for getting the correct result, but the wrong score, and you get zero for getting it completely wrong. We also have heaps of bonus questions that need answered before week one about who's going to win the leagues, who's going to win the caps, who's going to get relegated, who'll finish bottom, who'll be the top goal scorer in different divisions, etc., etc. And to preview this new season, we have been joined by none other than Andrew Rossi, a native of Canusi, now plying his trade for Strucker de Noon. But most importantly, the 2023 kick tip winner. Rossi, before we get into predictions, a couple of questions about last season. You managed to leapfrog Carlo Bear around 10 weeks before the end of the season and you just never relinquished top spot. Do you have any special tactics or methods to your prediction? Essentially, what I want to know is, how did you do it? <laughs> well, uh, I wouldn't say that I'm any expert, but uh, Cammy's a man for always going for draws, and I think I, I never go for draws. Uh, I also have a wee look at like first team, second team, seeing if like the first team are free and they can maybe call in some players. Uh, also have a wee look at form, just who's been playing well, who's been winning games. And then I look a wee bit at like rivalries as well. Like mm. if it, uh, you know, if it's a game you know is going to be a bit scrappy, some local local rivals might like predict a wee a difference uh, from maybe a team that's been struggling the past few games. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, absolutely. I hope you were taking notes there, Cami, because you had an absolute murder a season last year. How confident, Rossi, are you holding on to your crown again this year? Obviously, Cami's not going to be up there, but I might be again. And there's obviously a lot of other challengers. Um, I don't know. Uh, again, I'd say I'm not an expert at all, but uh, I've done pretty well the past couple of years. But it depends on how many people are involved. And there's a lot of people that know a lot more about Shinty than I do. So if they if they get you know involved in it, you never know. Gee whiz, you're playing it down a lot here. I can see this. This is tactics. This is Mourinho-esque tactics. You know, <laughs> just play it down, play it down. No chance of winning. Um, okay, without further ado, we're going to get into it. And what we're just we're just going to go through the divisions and we're going to predict who we think is going to win it. Kami and I did it last year. We've got the expert, no matter how much he denies it, Andrew Rossi here alongside us. So I'm going to start with South Division Two. I think since you guys are both playing in a division and could be considered biased. And just quickly, before saying who I think is going to win it this year, I would like to point out that I correctly identified Kilmori as winners last year, so hopefully that's a streak that can continue. But I do think it was a little bit tricky. With nobody dropping down into South 2, I found it a wee bit harder. Um, I started off with the four teams, and I narrowed that down to 2022 winners Butte, and also Tay 4th. And I think I'm going to plump for the latter Tay Forth are a side that was, of course, relegated into the division last season. They competed well in 2023. They did finish third behind champions Kilmori and Butte, but they were the set, the division's second highest scorers last season, notching 45 goals in 14 games and averaging over three goals a game. You know, that's pretty good going. Um, I know, obviously, in South 1, there can be some, South 2, sorry, there can be some disparities between some of the teams where you can rack up quite high score lines. But Looking across the section there, you know, they were scoring a fair amount of goals in each game. Um, I think they've got a real chance of returning to South 1 by winning the division. But I think what will be more important for them is shoring up that defence. They conceded 12 more than the team, I think, will be challenging in Butte, which isn't ideal. But I do think if they can find a consistency that they had for a period in the summer last year, then they could go on and win the title. Kami, I'm pretty sure you went for Strucker to noon last year. What are you thinking this year? 
Yeah, of course, I backed ourselves last time out. I felt I'd be doing something wrong if I didn't back ourselves, to be honest. And things did look good for us during pre-season. Uh, so I don't think it was the worst call ever. But this year, I'm putting my own biases aside. Um, I think we'll have a good year despite losing a good few players. But for South 2, I think I'll be looking elsewhere. Exact same as you, two teams are sticking out for me. One being Tayforth, who might not have the biggest squad depth, but I know their starting 12 is one of the best in the division. Yet they will be sad to have lost one of their better players in Duncan Martin to Butte. But it's Butte who I'll be putting as my South 2 winners this year. Two big factors for me for this decision is their form towards the end of last season spoke for itself. They won five of their last six games and only losing to league winners Komori during that time. Uh, and I'm hearing the squad's looking quite strong this time out as well. So I feel like they'll most likely be favourites for this year, and I think I'll back them on the back of that. But I'd also argue South 2 is probably one of the harder league, uh, leagues to predict this time out. Um, I think, I know I went for Strucker Drun, but you could probably put down Komori's pre-season favourites last time out. I think this year, you can look at Butte, you can look at Tafe, or you maybe even look elsewhere, like Inverary or even ourselves as well. It's really hard. I'm going to go for Butte, though. I think they just have the squad depth, and I think they have the ability to do it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I did consider them. Rossi, Calmy's gone for Butte. I've gone for Tay Fourth. You siding with one of us? Are you throwing another name in the mix? Uh, I think I'll have to go with Calmy on this one, Butte. Uh, but it does depend on what they want to do with their kind of younger players. Like, are they wanting to take them on and kind of help the first team squad as they go through the national, or uh, are they going to let some of them kind of remain playing in the second team? So mm. it'd be a really strong kind of team that's helped them win South 1 uh, or they might be like just really young players who they're just trying to bring on um, so in which case I think if it wasn't Butte it would probably be Tayforth I'd love to say it would be us but hmm. I don't, think, don't think we have the consistency <laughs> that's the problem uh, yeah. so yeah, I'm going to go for Butte yeah good idea let's move on before we end up in a Strucker Danoon living there I could see the eyes catching <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Um, okay, next up's North Division 2. Rossi, do you want to kick us off this time? Yeah, North Division 2, uh, I think it's going to be, can you say? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, they'll really be wanting to get back into North 1, and I think you're hearing kind of rumours about some first-team players who are maybe getting a bit older, who are looking to drop down into uh, you know, playing for the second team and helping their young players come on. And I saw a recent was it just Saturday past, maybe? A pre-season game against Aberdower. And I think they beat Aberdower first team 4-3. And I was looking at the pictures of the game and it seemed to be like a really young squad other than a couple of guys. So I think there's a lot of promise there if they can do that against a, you know, a reasonable South 1 team. So I'd, I'd say it would be Canusi, um with maybe Lewis coming in you know, second. Yeah, Lewis certainly unfortunate not to go up last year. Uh, came up against a really strong Lacaran side. Um, I've also got Canusi. And to be honest with you, I, I always find this really difficult going through the leagues. But this isn't one I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't even think twice about it. Um, I went with Carbers last year, which was wrong. But I don't think my logic was bad. I was thinking that the fringe first team players of a Premiership team are going to be far too strong for North Two. You know, that obviously didn't transpire last year. So whether Cabers didn't either didn't have a squad size or, you know, they needed the whole first team squad every week for the Premiership, I'm not sure. But what I would say is the French players for the strongest team in the country should definitely be too good for North Division 2. You mentioned rumours about Fraser, maybe even Hatchie, uh, playing seconds. And the fact they've got a proven manager in Grand Slam winner, John Gibson, I just find it impossible to look any further than Canusi. Gami, have you made a hat-trick or are you going elsewhere? Uh, I have made a hat-trick. I've gone for a Canusi seconds. Um, but 
we kind of touched on it. Two teams are standing out for me. Um, Lewis, which we all know had such an incredible season last time, and only narrowly lost out promotion to an equally as impressive Lacaron. Um, Lewis's squad depth, in my opinion, is a key part to their success. They boast incredible numbers, which actually I think a few teams can kind of do at north-south two level. And within the numbers, they obviously have some really decent players. And I feel they'll go into the season with a confidence that they can actually go all the way. But I'm going to back what I think is their biggest threat, and that's Kingusi. I feel like Kingusi's seconds will feel like they're almost better uh, than North 2, and I mean that in a respectful way. I think Kingusi will want their second teams battling at the top end of North 1, but what happened last year has happened. I feel like they bought in a quick jaunt in North 2 before trying again in the league above. The difference between Kingusi and Lewis this season, for me, will be down to, as we mentioned, the experienced players dropping down to help Kingusi. The likes of Lee Bain dropping down and also having a co-manager duo of Grand Slam winner John, Gibson, uh, John Gibson and Russell Jones uh, is going to be massively beneficial for them. So I think it'll be enough for North too. Yeah, you also can't rule out the likes of Caberfane, maybe Komali. We might have really good seasons, but I think there's two clear kind of front runners for me, and within that, there's one even clearer one, and that's Kingusi. Shinti is at the heart of the communities where Mary works and plays, and for 35 years, Mary has sponsored senior Kamenak leagues, the annual National Shinti Awards, and more recently, the Young Persons Development Fund. Whether it's with sponsorship or taking our salmon wagon to cup finals and fueling players and fans with our tasty salmon, we love being part of the Shinty family. So, from throw up to the final whistle, Maui Scotland will continue to work with the Camarach Association to support our country's most iconic sport. Yeah, totally fair enough. Do you want to kick us off with South Division 1 then, Carmen? Um, yes, I think this league's gone from one of the easiest to predict last year to one of the hardest. Um, I think Butte were pre-season favourites and they didn't disappoint. And they absolutely dominated the division from the first game with no teams coming down. You've got a few candidates I think will be eager to come out on top. And I think for me, three teams particularly will be real contenders. Um, I think Aberdour, GMA and Lockside Rovers will be the three challenging, with Komori maybe being the best of the rest. Um, GMA, I think, like the first, will be going through a bit of a kind of transitional year. Um, I feel like this will either take time or I'll work straight, straight away with the young squad really playing well over the course of the year. I would normally float towards them, but because of the uncertainty on how they'll be in this year in terms of the starting 12, I feel more inclined to go towards Lockside and Aberdour. And between them... Although I feel like Aberdour will improve from last time out, I feel like this will be Lockside Rovers' year to win South 1. Um, what evidence am I basing this off of? None really. <laughs> it's a hard, a hard division to pick a winner. Uh, if I knew what GMA's team was going to look like, I'd go for them. But I feel like I know Lockside will boast a pretty strong starting 12 this year. And they were the best of the rest in 2023. So I'm going to go for Lockside Rovers for South 1. Yeah, fair enough. Rossi, you agree with that? Lockside, are you going elsewhere? No, I'm going to agree with that, I think. Um, and like Cammy said, GMA are like, you know, another team that you could imagine doing well, but you just don't know with, you know, their first team losing some players, who's going to come through from the second team and what their second team is going to look like. Um, we're playing them on Saturday, so we'll, we'll see then. Yeah, fair enough. I have gone against you guys here, though. And to be honest with you, I mean, this just might be a showing of uh, how much I know about South Division 1. But I didn't even really consider Lockside. I know that, you know, they've been a strong side over a number of years, but they didn't really set the world alight last year. And, and obviously they do have, you know, those players dropping down from Oban Kamenecht. First team uh, can really help out there. And even the fringe players um, for Kamenecht can help out there. 
But I wasn't really too impressed um, by the results last year. I did go with four GMA seconds. Um, I agree that obviously they've dropped down a division as well, which means the gap between South One and the Nationals less, which means we might see a lot more players making that step up. Um, and But I do think that they were quite strong, as were Lockside Rovers, to be fair. They were quite strong at 17's level in the South last year. So there should be a, a solid core there. Uh, and they've obviously got some experienced players that have proven really effective in South Division 1, like Ross Brown, um, obviously been up there in the scoring charts last few years. Um, so I think that, yeah, GMA seconds, they, they came second last year, no relegation from the National. I just thought that was probably the safe choice in a division that I don't know too much about and I don't get to see too much. So I'm going to be back in them, but I'll be delighted if I get uh, four points on both of you for that one. So <laughs> we'll wait and see. I actually wanted to ask both of you about Kilmory Kami. You referenced them there saying that they would be the best of the rest. Do you think that they'll have a successful uh, season in South Division 1 then? You're obviously quite familiar with them from last year. Yeah, I'd really rate Kilmory. Uh, I think they can do really well in South One. Uh, I put them best of the rest this time out, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're actually pushing for promotion near the end of the season. They have the squad and the ability to do so. I personally feel like it might take one year to get used to life in South One. The next season could be the year if they go for it, obviously depending on who comes down and things like that. But I haven't played them three times last year. When they get going, they are a very tough squad to play against. Uh, and I don't think there's much difference between the bottom of South 1 and see the top four of South 2. So I wouldn't put it past Komori to be in the top three come end of the season. All comes down to squad numbers. It all comes down to keeping their kind of consistent level. I think they were able to do that last year. They keep the likes of Ewan Gilmore, Alec Cunningham, Bruce Johnson playing mm. in the fourth game and then their key defence as well. So... I think they'll do well. I don't think it'll be right up there so, uh, just yet, but I think it will look promising. If they can get results against like the Kyles, Arden Market and Balahulish, then I think that'll be a really good season. Yeah, I agree with that, Rossi. Yeah, I think they, like, when we played them in their, our first season, they were a, a good kind of young team and they all, you know, they were like clean hitters and they were, you could see they were coming on. Then last season, you know, big improvement, yep. really side, um, and I think they'll just continue that uh, in South 1. So I think, I think, I definitely think they'll stay up. I don't know if about best of the rest, but I think they'll definitely stay up. Um, and I also saw that they signed Craig Taylor from Inverary. Yeah. He's been Inverary first and second team, uh, but he's a very good player. So I think, yeah, they'll do well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they get on and best select to them in South Division 1. I'm going to talk about North Division 1 now, though. And last campaign start the season podcast, I opened up the North One section by saying, looking beyond Newton Moore has been a fool's errand in the last few years. I then went on to predict that Inverness would win the division and made myself look like a fool. This campaign is definitely going to be tougher for the Bainock Giants. Another year in the legs of some of the older heads, as well as a strong shot glass side coming down uh, from the national division. It probably looks like one of the hardest North division ones in years. Sean Nicholson's move back to Le Chabre should probably prove detrimental enough to Glengarry's season to stop more worrying about them. But I don't think that they will have the seven-point cushion at the top they ended up with in 2023. Having said, I have gone for them. Um, I just find it difficult to see past Peter Ross's side. And I certainly can't deal with any more phone calls from him telling me how they are proving me wrong each week. Newt Moore lost three games last season, one on the first day of the season, one when the league was already won and one away to second place Sky. And I just cannot justify going anywhere else this season. Kami, agreed? 
Yeah, I agree. Like, I'd love to go for another team to maybe spice things up this year. But although Sky, Kinlock Shield, Fort William do stand a chance, I can't see past Newton Moore again to win the league. Something they've been making mostly light work of over the past few years. Um, I'm very interested to see how Strathglass uh, do over the kind of course of the year again, see how keen they are to gain promotion. But they'll be judging their games against the top teams and particularly their games against Newton Moore. Uh, they certainly have them in it to challenge but I'm more comfortable back in Newton Moore to be champions again. What's very interesting is the two meet on the opening day of the season, I think, which could be massive for both sides. So I'll be keeping a key, keen eye on that one. But just as you said, I can't see past Newton Moore. Yeah, absolutely. Rossi, you're greedy going elsewhere. Uh, I'm agreeing. I think uh, they're just too strong a side. I think you've said it before in the podcast that they're probably like a national division level team. Um, and I stand by that. And I, even Strathglass dropping down. I saw they played a friendly against Aberdour first and they beat them 4-3. So it was pretty tight. And I think that, you know, I just think Newton Moore are kind of above that level. So, yeah, I think it'll be them. Yeah, absolutely. Next up, we've got the National Division. Rossi, do you want to kick us off on that one? Uh-huh, yeah, so uh, I think, again, last year it was a really interesting league and I think the same this year. Lots of, you know, good battles. It'll be pretty tight, I think. If Like, like if you take away um, Loch Aber and Glen Urquhart out of it, Fort William and Kilmally were, you know, really tight. Um, but I think, and you won't be happy with this, but the boys, oh, no. <laughs> boys leaving really, uh, Callum and Andrew Morrison uh, going to GMA. I think, I think that it'll be between GMA and Kilmally, and I'd say Kilmally over Fort William because they kind of seem to be a young team, um, and I think they've just kind of hit that perfect age where they're big enough to kind of, you know punish some other teams and uh, mm. well I saw that they played against Oban Kamenacht and uh, the average age of the squad was I, I can't remember exactly what it was it was like 22 or something like that uh, and it was 6-3 and against you know such a such a strong premiership team I think that's a really good result so I'd say it'll be between GMA and Kamali and I'd, I'd put GMA on top. Okay fair enough. Kami do you think GMA is? You look absolutely raging there don't you? <laughs> Um, do I think Jamie will win the national? I don't. So I think it's, it's I think hands down this is the hardest one to pick from. Um Aaron, you and I continuously say it's the best league in Chinny and somehow I think it's gotten even more competitive this year, uh, if that's even possible. Um, I'm very excited to see Butte get on this year. I'll also be looking to see how former Strucker Darun top goal scorer Sam Bullock gets on at Coglen, although that's still a very sore one to take. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like there'll be other teams at the top end of the table. And I've really struggled to pick a winner. Uh, two teams that joined the rest in the national in the top flight, Bewley and GMA, will be keen to head straight back up there. I think, as we've mentioned before, Bewley both some really decent players and were pretty relentless in the national last time out. But they've lost some big players, as Rossi said, which I think could be their undoing. GMA, on the other hand, have picked up two of Bewley's players, and particularly Callum Morrison, who is a Premiership quality player uh, playing in the league below. Likewise with their second though, I feel like it's a bit of a transitional year with a first with a highlight and this kind of talented crop of youngsters coming through the, the ranks. I think they'll be a very good side. They'll 100% be up there, but they might not be crowned champions. I'm actually going to go for a team that were very unlucky last time out, both great depth and numbers with a talented second team and under-17s. And we'll have the front runner in the top scorer market in Victor Smith, and that's of course Fort William, uh, who I think will have enough to outclass the rivals. But this is a league where you use, you lose one game to a team nearby, or you drop points to a team near the bottom, which could end up having a massive effect on how the league shapes. So I think it's going to be a really really good season. I just for whatever reason I'm fancying Fort William. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, you're both right to point out the quality in the division. I think after saying it all last season. 
we might be in for another love affair with the national division this campaign. Um, once again, it looks like it's going to be a more exciting league than the Premiership with drama at the top and the bottom of the division. I obviously have skin in the game. Um, and after going against Bewley every week last year, I'm going to do a 180 and predict as to win the division. By no means is it going to be easy. Uh, I'm seeing shocked faces <laughs> from Rossi and Calvi here. Um, it's not going to be easy. Fort William, who you pointed out, um, Kami, obviously Ross, you mentioned Kilmali, GMA as well. I think also in Verenio that they can push on for promotion. Uh, but I think we should have just enough to get through. You know, I don't want to sound, there are some factors going against us. I don't sound like the fossils who want to return to North and South, shouldn't you? But travel is going to be an issue for this year. I think our nearest away game is Kilmali with four trips to the South thrown in there. Um, so that is going to be tough. Um, but I think the reality is if we play the same standard that we played last campaign, we should win the league fairly comfortably. Now, we have lost Callum Morrison to GMA, um, which is a lot, especially to a division rival. He's, he's, he's one of the best players um, we had last year. Um, but they've also lost Ryan Harrison to Sky, which I think will be a real blow for that back line, um, which we saw back in 2019 was really tight in the national division. Um, maybe not quite so tight last year, but you know it was certainly shipping a lot more goals when he wasn't in the team. Um, and I think plugging that hole might prove quite difficult for GMA. Last campaign, we played well enough. We didn't play well enough, sorry, uh, to stay in the Premiership. If we play that campaign again this year, we should win the National. Um, so that's what I'm going to go with there. And I'm sure I'll be getting ribbons for the rest of the season when we can't find ourselves down in fifth or something. Um, the Premiership, Cami, the top division in Shinty, how do you think it's going to go? Yeah, I think it's just now my time to embarrass myself again. Um, don't remember, I put my 100% undivided faith into Kinlock Shield. <laughs> <laughs> and they repaid me by finishing seventh, uh, almost finding themselves in a relegation fight at one point. Uh, <laughs> so you'd think maybe I should play it safe with King UC being the front runners. Uh, you'd imagine they've made, a, I think, three top flight titles in a row, I think, and they've cemented themselves as the best team in Shinty at the moment. Kyle's ran them very, very close, but I'm being bold and I'm looking elsewhere as I think this is Newton Moore's year to lift the maybe Premiership. Uh, I feel like they've been there and thereabouts, and in Newton Moore camp, I'd imagine there's a strong feeling that they need to win something sometime soon. So why not the Premiership? They have a great forward line, one of the best defenders in the game, and Rory Kennedy, who hasn't showed any signs of deteriorating. He's still playing to a very, very high standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have the best second team in Shinty to back them up. Uh, similarly to myself, one pick. It's a bit of a hunch. King UC's incredible run can't last forever. And I feel like Newton Moore will be the team to beat them in the league. So how's that for an opinion? Yeah, well, that's definitely something. Rossi, if you could realign your eyebrows to just above your eyes, that'd be great. And <laughs> tell us what you think is going to happen in the Premiership. Uh, I mean, I do agree. There's Newton Moore, strong team. Um, and I think they've had kind of a young second team who... I see more and more of them breaking through into the first team. And I think that at one point, you know, they'll come really good and they'll be, you know, strong players. Uh, but I can't see past, can you see, at the moment. I think more, the first team are all, you know, young. They've all grown up playing Shinty together. They're uh, a really, you know, tight squad. And I just, I can't see past them. Uh, and yeah, Kyle's, although they gave them a good kind of chase at the end last season, uh, uh, yeah, I just can't see past, can you see. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm afraid I've also gone for the boring option. Um, I've a yeah, I've gone with. Can you see they won three out of four trophies last year? 
largely without the 2022 Maui player of the season, Roddy Young. And despite they've got an impending departure with Kieran McPherson moving to Canada in May, Corky has brought Dylan Borthwick back into the fold, which should really bolster an already potent attack. If Monroe and Hutchison are going to be playing for the seconds, um, then obviously that will probably make them, on the whole, slightly weaker across the middle of the park. But ultimately, I think that they did have, you know, far too much in terms of the league. I know Kyle's ran them close at one stage, but that was really with the two points deduction as well um, that they were suffering. So, yeah, I can't really see past Canusi. I don't want to be boring and go for something that everybody already agrees in. But I thought if I don't do it here, then I can't do it on kicktip. And really, I just want the points on kicktip, so I don't care. (laughs) But that brings us to the end of the leagues now of course everybody listening you have your opportunity to put your own predictions in at kick tip which will be out on the podcast social media channels it'll also be in the ca channels briefly so make sure you jump on and get your predictions submitted before the first game of the season and see if you can beat rossi who was the winner me who finished in the european places or kami who is in efl league one all that's left for me to say is thank you very much for joining me rossi no problem. And thank you for joining me, Kami. Cheers, mate.